0: Just after 11 o'clock, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. It is game day. The Edmonton Oilers in action tonight, taking on the St. Louis Blues down in St. Louis. Six o'clock start, a little bit early. We like that. And then uh, the Edmonton Oilers will be off to Dallas. to take on the stars on Saturday at 1 o'clock We'll have the uh, Saturday morning sports setup, nine a.m. I'll be there. Declan will be there. The Duke might be in Delburn. We don't really know.
1: Outlaws uh, play Saturday night, so I think I should be able to Ooh. squeeze it into my weekend schedule to pop in here for an hour with the boys. We might have a full studio, more more people than Mike's. Not enough, uh, not enough chairs. That's okay. People will stand. Maybe I'll uh, I'll I'll just sit sit in the background and like. We'll hang from the speakers. I'll be our,
0: uh, I'll be the research guy, <laughs> stats guy. You can be the hype man, the social media manager. Yeah, there you go. We go live on Instagram through the entirety of the show. Me just standing here in the middle of the desk and I'm doing a constant rotation. Whoever's talking, is, <laughs> yeah. I turn the camera to. Could be cool. Could be cool. Uh, let us know uh, your thoughts about anything. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. How was your Valentine's Day? What did you get up to? Did you spoil your significant other? Did you get spoiled? We'll talk about it all here on the program. one 833 4 0 Of course, you can always reach us via email as well. Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. I also encourage you to go check out all of our social media platforms as well because you never know when we just might do a giveaway for a hat. We did the score predictions on a Friday, Saturday last week. Didn't get a correct answer on Saturday, so we just transitioned into a Super Bowl bet on Sunday and uh, both winners already come and grab their their hats so make sure you check us out across social media Twitter Facebook Instagram threads blue sky all over the place Brandon it is game day like we said the Edmonton Oilers heading down to St. Louis to take on the Blues coming off the big win on Tuesday night where they pumped eight goals tonight though taking on the St. Louis Blues a team that is 28 22 and one offensively right now for the blues rob thomas leading the way at 57 points so far on the season 18 goals Uh, what do you make of the st louis blues team and, and what kind of challenges can they present for the edmonton oilers tonight
1: well i think a lot of it starts up uh, with their top two lines and particularly their top line uh, rob thomas and jordan Cairo uh, flanked by pavel Buchnevich on the left side like thomas and kairu they're, they're kind of the future of this team right they, they they took over when they they trade away ryan o'reilly um alex petrangelo just before that which kind of opened the door for colton pareko to step into the number one uh, role a good alberta kid so uh, between that top line and then a little local connection on the second unit jake neighbors uh Tied for the team-leading goals with 18 this year. Uh, He's had a terrific season. There was a little bit of a... I don't want to call it a doldrum part of his year in when they had the coaching change and Drew Bannister taking over. Um, just like everyone on the team, you kind of got to earn earn the new respect of uh, the new bench boss. And it looks like he's done so at this point, still playing within the top six um, beside Braden Shen and then Casper captain. But they got a deep team. I, I, I mean, let's be honest. Um, Kevin Hayes playing in your third line. They got him for virtually free uh, this past offseason. Brandon, Brandon Saad, multiple-time cup winner. So, like, depth is the is the blue strength for sure up front. They can kind of come at you in waves. I don't know if they possess the the elite superstar per se, but they're in the, just like we talked about when the Oilers played Detroit earlier this week, Blues in the middle of a heated playoff race, currently sitting in the second wildcard spot. So they're not going to be an easy out. And, uh, and in net, Jordan Bennington, if he's, uh, I haven't seen if he's confirmed to start yet tonight, but he's had a really, a, I don't want to say a bounce back season, but. Um, kind of more closer to form of what we saw when he led this team to a Stanley Cup, uh, just under a nine ten save percentage. Um, a, a much better season thus year for Jordan Binnington.
0: Yeah, I mean, when he's on, he can be outstanding in the net. Well, we don't have to tell you that, uh, but there, there are some ups and downs. Uh, just checking out DFO to see if we do have any confirmation on the starting goalies tonight. Uh, it is Binnington, that has been confirmed. Stuart Skinner, I think, very likely to go for the mm. Edmonton Oilers. In this one, kind of back to that Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday stretch. So Stuart Skinner, I think, uh, can carry the load once again. But Cal Pickard, I mean, he's shown, if called upon, he can certainly be counted on. You mentioned it right now, the St. Louis Blues sitting in that second and final wildcard spot. So pretty big game for them. Nashville with a game in hand, only two points back. The Flames, three points back. Minnesota Wild right there as well. They had the win last night over the Coyotes. I think it was a 3-1 final. Uh, so a tight race in the wild card. The Amazon Oilers five spots up in that wild card race. Uh, of course, Brandon. Elsewhere around the NHL tonight, uh, as we usually see on Thursdays, some some well a lot of games. You got the yeah. Sens Ducks. I was going to say you got some exciting action, but we just got a lot of games.
1: There are a lot of games, and and hey. I'll I'll say it. Some of them are some exciting matchups. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if Sens Ducks qualifies uh, to, to start things off, but... I was going to keep on going, though. Yeah, keep,
0: please, Connor, keep on going. Lightning Avalanche? There you go. How's that for you? How's that one? Uh, really, Red Wings, Canucks, I mean, could be a little bit closer. I guess, hypothetically, if you were betting tonight, there might be some uh, air quotes easier ones to pick between, but uh, Pred Stars could be interesting, I suppose. Uh, Rangers, Canadians, Devils, Kings... Leafs, Flyers, the Maple Leafs, who's going to play? Who's not going to play? We know Morgan Riley won't play, but... Mitch Marner, I believe, expected to be back in the they're lineup. They're getting healthier. Yeah. <laughs> the cold was going around that team. And looping back to where we started this
1: conversation, them playing against the, the Blues, who had a pretty uh, you know, less inspiring effort against Toronto earlier this week, uh, where they lost 4-1 when Toronto did not have John Tavares, Morgan Riley, and Mitch Marner they think a little fire in their bellies uh, to go up against another really good team in Edmonton tonight. But uh, yeah, just one little uh, extra side note is the Leafs get back closer to to full uh, full systems firing.
0: Uh, if you are looking for some other daily fantasy, of course you got the NBA tonight. A lighter schedule: Bucks taking on the Grizz, the Jazz host the Warriors, and the Timberwolves taking on the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, another night where I. I don't know. I guess Jazz Warriors could be competitive. Mm-hmm. The the Warriors playing some better. Warriors playing some better ball. Steph Curry averaging twenty eight points a night. Uh, I, I think Giannis could have some success tonight. Obviously, he does that every night. <laughs> but playing the the Grizzlies, sans John Morant, who's done for the year, obviously. And then the Timberwolves, I would think, would walk all over the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers not a very good team this year. And Minnesota, one of the more surprising teams in the league. So
1: uh, it certainly seems like a mismatch. Um with both of those other two games, whereas, uh, like you said, Warriors and Jazz, probably you're, if you're looking to sit down and watch the most competitive matchup, probably that one lines up, but uh, it doesn't mean if you are doing some daily NBA fantasy that there's uh, not some good pickings elsewhere with, with like you said, the light schedule, just three games.
0: When you look at the NBA and the, the Western Conference specifically, isn't it nice how much it's kind of got flipped, turned upside down? If I may steal a line from the Fresh Prince intro, like Minnesota Timberwolves, since KG left, they've kind of been meh. Even with KG, they didn't have you know championship <laughs> success. The OKC Thunder probably probably should have won a ring at some point with Harden, Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and the center. Either way, we can go back to that. The one. European guy? No, no. I think of someone else. I think it might be someone else. Either way, the Clippers never been that good. <laughs> the, but, yeah, the
1: the Blake Griffin. Era seemingly somewhat wasted. Sergi Ibaka,
0: there you go. Yeah, that's who was playing with OKC. They had like a legit team. Maybe they hadn't found their way yet. Maybe too much talent. Only one basketball. Uh, the Suns, Pelicans. I mean, the Suns. As much as we love them, you know, they they had a few runs. But it, it's so nice to see these teams that haven't traditionally been powerhouses having a lot of success in the, at least in the East or Western Conference of the NBA. A lot of parody this year. Uh, I,
1: I've said it on this program. I've said it on other programs that I think this uh, year in the NBA is probably the most parody we've seen in in quite some time because it's not just a, a foregone conclusion who's going to be playing in not just the NBA finals, but even the final four uh, this year. A couple top heavy teams in the East, particularly the Boston Celtics, who look like the favorite at this point. But like you said, in the West, it's a it's a dogfight. There's a, a big clump of really good teams up at the top which include the defending champion Nuggets um, in that mix as well so um, yeah the, the NBA storylines have got more of my attention because it's it's not just alright we know who's going to be there tune in come finals time and watch the best duke it out it's going to be a dogfight right to the finish
0: who do you like to come out of the the west I mean is it is it as easy as saying Denver you know when, when it all matters you're going to have Jamal Murray healthy hopefully you're going to have Why the, did he start? Arguably the best Joker, player. Jokic, the Joker. Like they, they've got that experience. I love OKC. I love everything that they do, but I, I think Denver is just
1: They're, too good. The Thunder are kind of more a team on the rise, obviously overachieving a little bit based on their timeline. They they tore it down to even beyond the studs. They basically bulldozed everything and started fresh um, after moving on from that list of superstars that you, you just mentioned. Um, and and kind of same with the Wolves. They've been a team in limbo that now is a couple of their guys turned the corner in Cat and, and, Kat and, uh, and um, Anthony Edwards. But I, I think Denver's probably still the favorite to come out. I like the Clippers, though, because they're a veteran team, right? And a guy like Kawhi at the helm uh, with his you know load management system always going to be, in theory, fresh for the playoffs as long as he's at full health. So uh, a, a guy like that. It automatically kind of evens the odds, even if you do have Nikola Jokic on the other side. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a Clippers Nuggets West final this year, but uh, that's coming from somebody that knows uh, so little about the game of basketball and is more <laughs> of a, I don't want to say a fair weather fan because I like well, tuning into games on a, you know, mostly night to night basis, but I don't know the ins and outs of the game as much as say our, uh, our colleague here, Declan Kruger uh, or even uh, Donovan, I don't think so. Or, Not to, I'm, I, I just like to watch the game. I like the dunks. <laughs>
0: Like the the alley oops! Oh yeah, the alley oop guy. The high uh, the high energy plays, yeah. Or even Paul Sir, who's got the basketball shows now, uh, ten a.m. on there Saturday mornings. Uh, it, one thing to watch out for, if you you know, we kind of talked about, it, could be hype, hypothetical air quotes, easier games to throw some money down on, or daily fantasy, whatever it might be. Uh, Giannis right now, he's listed as probable. Damian Lillard, probable as well, but they they are battling some soreness so you got to watch out for that one chris middleton he'll be out with the ankle injury Uh, and edwards for the memphis or minnesota timberwolves he's also questionable to play tonight with some some soreness they certainly have that uh, load management in the nba oh yeah
1: and it can be frustrating for the fans especially fans in a city where you're buying tickets to go to games and watch your favorite players you can show up and all of a sudden you're just watching like the b squad for the entirety of the night that's frustrating but at the same time, the teams, they want to protect their assets. These guys are making, in my opinion, so much more money than they should be. And you could say that about all pro athletes. But in the NBA, like guys coming off the bench are still making more. Like players that you've never even heard of are making more than the best players in the NHL. And it, yes, it's a smaller roster. Yes, there's less guys to pay. But it, should, it, should it not be like a distribution thing? Like if you're a role player, you should be paid like a role player. Which, I don't know, it's different obviously in the NBA But when you're making 15 sheets As a guy that virtually does nothing Except be, on, be a body Like, that's kind of crazy to me
0: You're telling me that you don't think Bobby Portis deserves to be making One million less than Connor McDavid? Mm, maybe I, re- I That's a name I know, so 12 maybe- points a game 12 point-
1: <laughs> 11.7 mil what, will, uh, what does he do? Well, he, score- <laughs> he scores
0: Three points a game Man, yeah All right. Hey, we, we would love to see the NHL players Get to this point, get right? Get to that level It would be fantastic it Might be a long time off Maybe not quite as high Because like you said Players, uh, more bigger rosters Things of that nature But uh, it'd be good to see hypothetically What I do like about the website basketball reference Is it does include players' nicknames So oh, Bobby really? Bobby Portis' nicknames are Bobby Buckets, the mayor of Milwaukee BP <laughs> Big Bob, and my personal favorite, Crazy Eyes. <laughs> wow. What an extensive list. You're telling me HockeyDB doesn't do that
1: or HockeyReference.com?
0: No. It would be so lame. <laughs> Ebbs. What's Nuge's nickname? Nuge. Nuge. Nuggy. Nuggy. He'd <laughs> have like the most because there's two. The Nugget. Nuge. Baby Nuge. Baby Face Nuge. Maybe he could have been like the Baby Face Killer or something. That would have been cool, but...
1: Once again, you got to earn it. Although, does Bobby Borders Jr. really deserve the title Bobby Bucket?
0: Sick name. Is twelve, 12 your name points just a game? Nugy Nets or something? Yeah. I don't know. We hockey nicknames are we, kind of yeah, the worst.
1: Yeah, we, we, we all know that the the hockey nickname thing is uh, is about as tired as it gets. Yeah, basketball nicknames wired. Hockey
0: nicknames tired. <laughs> there's a oh. uh,
1: there's something the young kids say for you.
0: Good meme. <laughs> A verbal meme. Apparently also Giannis Antetokounmpo's nickname is the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just start referring him. Uh, the, the Toronto Raptors head to Milwaukee to take on the alphabet and the Bucks. And the Bucks. Nobody will get the reference. And everybody
1: listening will be texting in immediately like, Connor, your update sucked.
0: What yeah. does that mean? Oh yeah, they do like to critique our updates for sure. But uh, that's okay. Bobby Buckets and the Bucks will be in action tonight. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll come into the inbox. We'll do that for Ewell. Get those texts into 1-833-401-1440. What do you think happens tonight? Oilers Blues. Let's get some score predictions into the inbox. We'll talk about that next. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas with you here on Sports 1440. 11-20 Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at WillhawkBeefjerky.com or... Go see him in person, Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. It is Alberta's best beef jerky. We are coming to you live from the Stingray Studios. As I mentioned, uh, we had a text coming in here, and a fair point, a very fair point, no name on it, says Bobby Buckets plays 60% of a game. Hey man, all these guys deserve to get paid. I, I have no problem with it. But get your money. He's not, he's not a superstar status That's, that's guy. what
1: I'm saying. It's just, and, and once again, it is all relative because you look at percentages, I guess, of like the team's total money. It comes out to, I guess, kind of close to the same as what like a third or fourth line player would make. Maybe like a mildly overpaid one, but they don't play that much because once again, the rosters are so much smaller. And then like the superstars, like what is Steph Curry make in a year? Like, I actually don't even know. Like, is he like a six? Does he make like 60 sheets? Is that a
0: thing? Well, I said, give me a random team. And you had mentioned the Portland Trailblazers. Bad team. Robert Williams has played six games. He makes 11 mil. He'll be making more than McDavid next year. But when it comes to nicknames, Time Lord, Boo Butt, Lob Williams, he is elite. Basketball Reference is a fantastic website, by the way. I'm sure all the basketball fans know that but Nicknamed it's got all the salaries it's got their social media handles it it really does it all. So uh yeah, if you want some basketball talker information, basketball reference the place to go. Did you go check out the Golden State Warriors cuz I can bring it up. I I just in looked at, I
1: just looked up Curry's uh, current contract. So this year his base salary is just under $52 million, <laughs> which is what it counts against against the cap cuz it looks like in the NBA it's not the same as um, the NHL where like no matter what of the contract kind of like the AAV right in terms of the cap it if you it dis- exclude bonuses and whatnot so it's a, it's a 50 just under $52 million cap it 2 years ago it was just under 60 and that that amounts for roughly 38% of the team's cap Connor McDavid makes 11 12 12 which is the cap it is just over 80 million dollars or is it up to 90 now forgive my ignorance here well i'm not a capologist but either way it's so like percentage <laughs> if you look at like percentage wise yeah car mcdavid still makes well less of that like the total percentage and there are rules in that like in the nhl cba like the max the max contract you could give a player and what its value is the nba i'll, I'll be honest i don't understand a lot of the the nba's salaries because there's like uh, the super maxes and obviously there's such a limit on the terms um uh like uh, i think it what like five year max for these these superstar players and if you get a super max and it's a minimum amount of money it's it's a little bit over my head and i don't follow it as closely i'd have to do more research on it to to speak a little bit more intelligently and uh and montana royce pointing out yeah exactly what we said less players on a team nba makes more money luxury tax as well yeah um make more more off the court too with shoe deals oh without a doubt like Look at, uh, I don't think um, Steph is hurting in the endorsements situation, plus the just under
0: $60 million that he uh, made on a year-to-year basis. So, The NBA is doing a lot of things right. Uh, the NHL salary cap, 83.5. I believe it's expected to jump up to 87, just under 88 next year. Mm. And McDavid's making 12.5. Leon Dreisaitl. Pretty good value at 8.5. He's due for a nice little payday in a best, couple of years.
1: Best bargain in the NHL.
0: Better than Zach
1: Hyman right now. Yeah. <laughs> like he talk about this in the contract in its entirety.
0: Oh, yeah. That, that was like Nathan McKinnon level. The, yeah, McKinnon I, was better. M- McKinnon, McKinnon
1: was probably the best value, like over the if we're talking like pre- post sal, like in the salary cap era for the entirety of the contract, production to dollars. I, once again, this would be maybe a good thing to dig into a little bit more. You had to do some research and say actually which one is. But off top of mind, it jumps out at you. Brad Marchand's um, deal as well because he obviously was incredibly productive. Um, still is as he continues to age. Uh, that Boston team continues to defy everybody's uh, predictions. But Leon's got to be right up there. I mean, did he not win his scoring title on yeah. this contract? 50-goal
0: score. I don't I'm think all- Nathan McKinnon ever got a scoring title. No, nope. but There's his was only 6.3 whereas yeah. his was 8.5. Crazy. Good deal. If you can get it for the owners and uh, not bad for the players either. Let's go to the inbox for Ewell. Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Uh, you touched on Montana to rice. Uh, yeah. Stuff probably makes a mil a year. Well, NBA contract alone, he's well over halfway there. Yeah. His probably shoes. I mean, what else is he a spokesperson for?
1: Do all – is he a body armor guy? I don't know. But, like, yeah, his shoes, probably some clothing apparels. I mean, mean, like, local endorsements, whether it be, like, TV or, or commercial spots, I don't know. Like, he's Steph Curry. He's arguably the face of the NBA at this point. LeBron probably still trumps him there. But how many of these like big phage, big um, uh, superstar top tier athletes make more money off the playing surface than on it? Even when you're making $60 million on the court, like that's so much money to make in endorsements to try and match it. Like Connor McDavid, he probably makes close to the same off the ice as he does on it, right? Well, I mean, I I don't know for sure. Well, we don't
0: know because I don't know if, like, are those numbers public? But you you always think about it. Like, and I I always thought this for a guy like Tom Brady, winning championships, being so marketable, he could take those discount deals with the Patriots, allow them to continue to have success, and he could make his money in endorsements. He was also married to a supermodel who out-earned him every year of his (laughs) career. (laughs) That also did not hurt. That should be the strategy. Maybe maybe we're going to see Travis Kelsey come back on like a league minimum yeah, contract league. to help the Chiefs because he's got <laughs> Taylor Swift uh, as his partner.
1: Yeah, got to get a good, uh, when, they, when they decide to
0: tie the knot, make sure you got a good marriage agreement. <laughs> so Steph Curry has deals with Under Armour, and that's a similar deal to Jordan and the Nike deal. Yeah. So he makes a lot of money there. Also Chase, Nissan, Rakuten, Sony, JP Morgan, Brita, Unilever, Vivo infinity and
1: ftx so that's a lot of and some of them obviously pay more than others but that's a lot of big companies with a lot of money and if he's arguably the face of each of them man that's a lot of dough
0: yeah oh big time marketable he's He's so funny guy too and he's been on like tv shows he didn't he host that mini golf show honey yes yeah he
1: does that um Yeah, because he's like he's an actually he's a guy with personality. And like uh, even when he's doing these like uh, celebrity golf tournaments and stuff, he's obviously he's an absolute stick for one thing He hit a hole in one. Uh, But he's also just like a guy that the cameras can actually follow around and have a good time to make promos out of social media clips, commercials, whatever. It's uh, like he's just a a guy people really like, even if you hate the Warriors and their dynasty over the NBA. I think you can't kind of help but like Steph Curry. I know I I like him.
0: We're told there is also a hockey reference.
1: I think I used that one as well. I don't know. Yeah, I I said that, but I don't think it is. Maybe
0: is in depth. Like, it does does it give players nicknames? I'm not sure. We're gonna I'm gonna check it out. I think that's what I like about that one is it also will break it up by team. So like you can see their their career statistics for each team that they played for. Uh, well, I don't see nicknames. Got the pronunciation, which is always nice. That is very nice. <laughs> very helpful, uh, especially with some of the younger players coming into the game that we're maybe not quite familiar with. Uh, certainly helps out. Uh, Smitty the Welder says, Guys, what do you think about Quick against the Habs tonight or Wolf against the Sharks? Great question,
1: Smitty the Welder. Um, whether it be in your daily uh fantasy or you're making a choice just for your uh, your year-long lineups um jonathan quick is a name i really liked actually when i was setting my draft kings lineup today uh he was near the top of my original list of preferences had to do some shifting around because of you know you only got so many dollars to allocate um dustin wolf though the sharks on a back-to-back they got shut out one nothing against Winnipeg last night. Um, obviously not going to be the same. I think Kakinen was playing last night, so likely Mackenzie Blackwood this time. Uh, but the team is tired, and they're bad. Flames are kind of, you know, finding themselves a little bit post-Elias Lindholm trade. I do like the Wolf play, but I think I like Jonathan Quick more. Uh, going up against a Montreal team with firepower, but the Rangers are an absolute wagon. They're They're kind of at the top of my, I don't know, power rankings, if you want to call it, in the NHL right now. So my preference would be Quick, but I think the difference in price might uh, actually as I say that, uh, both Jacob Markstrom and Dustin Wolf are the two most expensive goalies on DraftKings at eighty-five and eighty three hundred respectively. So uh, quick, not much cheaper, eighty-two. But uh, who knows, you could use that a uh, few hundred bucks elsewhere uh, if need be. So I'll say Jonathan quick for tonight.
0: Imitation Tom texting in, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. He says Google says this year's stuff is set to make one oh one point nine million. With endorsements, that's per Google, not too shabby. Uh, Montana to Rising Jordan makes way more post career. I know he played a while ago, but it is substantially more. That's I mean, a
1: bit of a unique situation. The Jordan because brand is he unbelievable.
0: Invented a shoe brand,
1: like it's not just he signed on as an endorsement or a sponsorship deal. He is the brand, like it's his company. Obviously, under the umbrella of Nike, but he, it's Jordan. It's his name. So that's a bit of a more unique situation. But obviously, yeah, he's he's made
0: millions of millions of millions i mean hundreds of millions probably michigan the university uses jordan there you for go football i don't know about other sports maybe to look into hockey and see if it goes that far and just the the
1: jump logo on the side of the the wolverine buckets that'd be sick oh, Throw a little in- helmet on him.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think the university of cincinnati uses Jumpman. I think UCLA, like it's he—he's got to be pulling in so much money. Such an iconic logo, looks great. But yeah, I don't think Jordan's doing too too poor. Uh, without his, even if you know you were to take away his career orn- earnings, he's doing quite well. Montana Rice says Curry Brand is going to go the same road as Jordan. Won't be well, as popular. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I don't know, man. Like I don't. Every, uh... We walk around the mall here. We see
1: Jordans everywhere Steph Curry is more my generation and yes obviously that means it's more in its fledgling point but I don't know what Steph Curry's logo is
0: couldn't tell (laughs) you I don't like Under Armour shoes as much as I like Nike's though like guilty I'm a Nike guy big fan of their footwear Jordans are just classic though like I think it would would take a long time for Steph because does he have like a casual line probably under (laughs) Under Armour probably We'll have to look into his his gear when it comes to off-the-court stuff. But Husk says he is the Under Armour guy. Now he has golf stuff, too. When I think Under Armour, I think The Rock. Am I off here? No.
1: Uh, I'm not as big into that, like, scene, so I wouldn't know. But I, when I think Under Armour, my mind does immediately go to Steph Curry, for sure.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay, well... I think there's an Under Armour store in the mall. Maybe we'll go take a walk there at lunch. and Who has more pictures up on the wall? <laughs> see, see who's bigger. Uh, Ant-Man says, Steph's shoes are solid. I've owned a couple pairs and hooped in them. Uh, Brett from Stoney says, Kobe shoes are massive, too. When I was in high school, all the volleyball players and basketball players wore Kobe's. And then Husk says, Steph will never touch Jordan. That's what I think. But I, again, I'm biased. I, I th- I, like The brand is just so big. The Jordan brand is one of one, I think, at this point. Did you watch the
1: movie? Air, yeah. No, I I like when I saw the ads for it, it got me so hyped up. And then I heard some, I don't know. I just heard, like, read some stuff online. It like wasn't really that good, but I still want to see it. I know I'm like so delayed on this, and I think it's on. I think it's on Amazon. Amazon, right? I was gonna say it's on a streaming service right now, so I might have to to check that out. Long weekend, so a little extra viewing time.
0: Yeah, you you should. I actually like you saw it, I presume, and liked I s- it. I saw it in theater. Oh, And really? actually, I, I did like it. Um, I mean, it's... I, I don't think I... Well, it's not a spoiler, but, like, Michael's not in it. Uh, he's not a, not a character in it at all. Like, I think you see him from, like, the side and stuff. But his mom's more of a character. And then, obviously, Ben Affleck and whoever else is in it. Uh, Matt Damon, I believe those are the, the stars. Good movie, I, yeah. though. I think it is good, so... Take that, online reviews. <laughs> Can't always, uh, and, and that's, oh man,
1: I have that problem with movies so much or like TV shows where like if I'm curious about it, I'll do, go to a quick Google search and just see like, well, is it good? Like is it worth my me investing the time to sit down and watch it? And I I just get swayed so easily and I, I feel, I'm like, just watch it. If, if you like it, you like it. Don't. Why do you care what other people say about it? But it's just a time thing because there's so much stuff out there now. I don't want to like invest myself into watching three seasons of a tv show if the general consensus is that it's no good
0: trying to think of a show that has like really bad reviews that i would say is good nothing's coming to mind the big bang theory (laughs) i'll watch the big bang theory but like not because it's good it's just like it's great background it's background noise yeah yeah great for that you know you get a good sheldon zinger every once in a while and (laughs) Chuckle. Uh, Imitation Dom says, boy, uh, no, sorry, people wear the shoes of their favorite player. Jordans aren't going anywhere. They're ingrained in the culture, but the race for who is always out there. That's what I think. Like, they're just such a cultural phenomenon. Like, again, as we are doing this show, I bet like 10 pairs of Jordans walked past us. At least. I don't know how many pairs of Steph shoes. Quentin says, boys from Nike alone, Jordan has made around $1.5 billion since 86. Very cool. I mean, hey, you. how many
1: former players go on to buy teams? Like, you need a lot of money to do that. Sometimes guys are a part of ownership groups and, like, a piece of the puzzle. But, like, Jordan was the guy to buy – were they the Bobcats when he bought them? Or were they still the Hornets?
0: Probably Bobcats. Yeah, either way. And <laughs> that was a tough, what, tough part of the NBA's history.
1: What uh, what happened in, during Jordan's tenure uh, as an owner?
0: Not much. Definitely a better player than he was an owner. I'll say that. Best part of Michael Jordan after his playing career on a basketball court is when he said the ceiling is the roof. Facts. That was an unbelievable moment. Huge if true. <laughs> uh, see, Phil agrees. He's air he was good. Affleck was fantastic. Worth a watch. For the soundtrack and wardrobe alone. Yeah, and they take it back to the 80s, so it's kind of cool. I like that. Tiger says, Penny is great background noise. <laughs> back to the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and Montana to Rice, will wrap it up here. Jordan 1 is the best shoe of all time, but Curry and LeBrons are better to play basketball in. That makes sense. Technology's come a long way. But I don't wear shoes to play basketball in. You're not a hooper? Crazy to believe. Not very good.
1: If we were to do a sports 1440 like uh, 3v3, do a little draft. Declan's a captain.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Does Gregor hoop? I, I think he's a casual. Okay. Probably more than the rest of us. So Gregor and Declan draft teams. Who goes first? Who's involved in this? The, the, our, our skeleton crew here at the station. You, myself, Carius, LT, Brad, and Donovan the intern. That makes even numbers, right?
0: Donovan's younger and got the height, so I think he'd be the first. Pick. I look at that guy and I don't see an athlete at all.
1: But I hear he—he's been pumping himself up. He says he's an absolute stick on the golf course. That I can believe because you don't need to be an athlete to do that. But I think I could dominate Donovan in the paint.
0: I do. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. I don't think Donovan wants to go in the paint. Not like with me. I think it? he probably fancies himself as like a Steph Curry.
1: I can see myself as a Draymond Green type out there <laughs> kicking people in the groin.
0: <laughs> see, and then the cat dad says strutty. Well, you get strutty involved <laughs> and you got to get Sean, Sean Brown involved. Schlemmer, Laddie. We can expand this to our co-hosts as well. I feel like every athlete thinks they're hoopers. Good at all sports. Maybe not even all sports, but like, I, yeah, we hoop. Like we had Ethan Morrow on the show, I don't know a while ago, and he was talking about how they'd go play like junior guys versus college guys, and that there was a pretty famous injury that came from a basketball <laughs> game that got a little out of hand. So I don't know. I I I think like Strutty said, he used to be able to dunk. I bet Sean Brown in his time could dunk. I bet Brownie could still dunk. He's still a, in pretty good shape. Yeah. So is Stridey. So is Smeed.
1: Does Laddie have hops though? I don't know. Because Laddie's a big guy,
0: but he's not as tall as Brownie. No. I mean, we, maybe we got to get that. Go- oh, and then <laughs> Forreal Bernie says, Paul and Steve, sir. Yeah. Well, well Steve, sir, is going to be in studio. He would just be draining three. I think non-stop. maybe they,
1: they, they would be co-captains, like Paul obviously uh, joining the the crew here as of last week. Um, maybe him and Declan would be the captains instead, and Gregor would have to join the Core with the rest of us. The reason I didn't include the former pro athletes is because obviously they're going to get picked ahead of the rest of us. Yeah, we're all, we're all plugs.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is true. I
1: I don't know. I you I, could you could look at at David Schlemko or Laddie Schmidt and ask them and be like, "Have you guys ever played basketball?" And they could say, "No, I've never touched one in my life." And they would still get drafted ahead of you and me, Connor.
0: Well, yeah, the athleticism would be there.
1: It's transferable, at least in some regard, is and. It? They're both in better shape than both of us. I won't speak for you, but, I mean, Laddie goes to the gym every morning at 5 o'clock before he comes in to co-host at 8
0: on Thursdays. Well, I did buy a gym membership. I'm going to be starting that up next week. 5 (laughs) (laughs) o'clock? Maybe (laughs) after work. (laughs) 5 o'clock? I don't think so. Yeah. This, uh, this eleven o'clock
1: start time for you. There's no chance of getting into the gym before that.
0: Pillman says I'd take Monday morning host Lorian Munzer, hands down. Well, she's she's probably in the best shape. Actually. She's the only Olympian. Olympian,
1: I think so. Best best physical condition. Like she's riding the bike every day. Host classes like spin classes and stuff. But does she? But does ball? But does she ball? This is the oh, this is the overarching question.
0: Do you ball? I used to watch and one mixtapes, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say I'm the professor, but maybe I got a little in me. Well, about drafting Paul Sir first overall, wouldn't avail. Yeah, well, Paul, I,
1: I, I changed my mind. He, I kind of forgot about that. He would be a team captain instead.
0: So on the the basketball hour, you got Brian Swain, and then you have Ryan. Ryan played from my brief conversation at Grant Mack. And he's pretty tall, too. So,
1: Well, I think GMAC uh, is 0 for on the season this year. They're men's basketball teams, so.
0: Yeah, but none of us would even make the team. <laughs> none of us would make, like, men's
1: league teams. They, uh, no. God, no. But I'm gritty. Like, You'd <laughs> like <I,
0: laughs> be, like, going after me. You'd be, uh... I would be your... Proto- Allen. Prototypical
1: watching a hockey player play basketball. Because I just can't grasp. was like, why can't I, like hit somebody you'd be throwing bows oh buddy like and like trying to like reach in on people I'd just be like f- form shivering and in really the chest make foul foul yeah.
0: Brandon stop and yeah. you just keep going and I'd be like you're soft snatch the ball <laughs> going for a sick layup prison rules okay we'll take a break here uh, our, our uh, basketball game really got out of hand took over the inbox now that segment was for Ewell. Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E W E L dot When we come back, we'll let you know what's coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide and Declan Kruger, as well as the Jason Greger Show. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports fourteen forty. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Hawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at WillhawkBeefJerky.com. Texts continue to roll in here. I just want to let you know what's coming up on the station today. I always say this, and then I just hope that Declan tweeted out the lineup. Never do I check beforehand, always after, and he's always so hard to find on social media. Nothing yet. Uh, I do believe they'll be going out to St. Louis. I think they're going to talk some Oilers with Gene uh, Short's bagged milk of Oilers Nation. And then on the Jason Greger Show, Andy Strickland will be by St. Louis Blues Ringside Report. we got Thomas Hall of Jays Nation joining us. Colin Livingston for the Cantor Racing Report. Mark Spector and much, much more. As the text roll in here, one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 No name here. Recruit Paul's son, Steve Sir. Played NBA Summer League. Unreal. Yeah. Lit it up at San Diego State. I believe highest career three-point shooting percentage. We've had Steve on a few times with Gregor, and he would talk about how, like, I forget the exact number, but, it, like, not leaving the the gym until you hit 200 threes or something like that. Like, that that's the dedication. You need to be great. And, man, you wonder, like, the way the game kind of changed in the last 15 years with guys like Steph Curry. What, what could Steve Sir have been? You know, like if if it was a little bit of a different era, because I do remember when he played in the summer league and he was lighting it up. He was like kind of the veteran of the team, but it was very cool to see. Uh, he will be in studio this weekend with Paul Sir on the basketball show. Uh, Dave Young's longtime coach at Ross Shepard, retiring Mr. Young's is what I refer to him as. And I uh, that's going to be uh, really cool. There you go. San Diego State, home of Kawhi Leonard. Absolutely. Go Tex. I'd love to go down to watch a couple games down there. San Diego, America's finest city. Catch a fleet game, perhaps? They're gone. Oh. The fleet are
1: done. Was that the AFL or the... AAF. AAF team. Sorry, what's the lacrosse team? The SEALs. SEALs. The Navy SEALs. Cool. Is that like a lot of the teams in San Diego? I mean, obviously not the Chargers, but like both the fleet, SEALs. You say that like because there's a...
0: The big base there, right? Yeah. Pembelton? Fort Pimbleton? Uh, Well, the Padres aren't related to any of that. Good point. The, the Gulls. Gulls.
1: Also not. But the Gulls have a long history, actually, with hockey uh, in San Diego. Like, that used to be the team. Like Willie O'Ree played for them. Um, So they when they brought back the team uh, when Anaheim bought its own minor league affiliate, that that was pretty... Undisputably going to be the name, if I recall correctly.
0: There is the Wave, that is a women's soccer team down there. Great colors. The Strike Force, the 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 soccer's, not like the sports soccer, but S O C K E R. It's like sock'em one. sock'em, rock'em, sock'em, rock'em, sock'em. Exactly. Great town, great town down in San Diego. They got a few different teams down there, but uh, nothing like the old Chargers. Soup. Superchargers Nard dog With a very random question But we say We'll go wherever you want On this show True Do you guys add cinnamon Or anything to your French toast batter Or just egg And a milk slash cream From the nard dog Brandon, Brandon what do you do
1: Yeah Oh yeah A little cinnamon For sure For sure Don't get uh, too Too adventurous beyond that
0: what, I go what, vanilla what else
1: could you There you go Boom
0: Perfect And then you sprinkle Some cinnamon on top after
1: What do? You, what's your preferred <laughs> Topping for French toast though Syrup I'm a big icing sugar guy. Oh, isn't it kind of dry? Yeah, it like, gives you like <laughs> cotton mouth. But it's like, so yeah, you just put a nice thin layer and then you just like fold it in half and eat it like a sandwich. So you eat it with your hands. Really? So then it's uh, the syrup you obviously have to eat with a fork and knife, unless you're a savage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be. What about uh, with like fruit and stuff? Would you ever put, like, strawberries oh, on Oh, it? yeah. I, like, the thing is, when you make it at home, the,
1: that's dependent on having fresh fruit in the house, which, I'll be honest, I rarely do. If I, like, buy a thing of raspberries or something, I eat it so qu- Like, I'll just sit down and eat the whole two, two, half parcel of raspberries in one sitting. I was like, well, that was pointless. It was just whatever. $12 down the drain. They're not cheap. <laughs> not cheap. <laughs> you for don't it, get that many. Fruit's expensive. Um, But, like, when you're out at a restaurant having, a, having brunch or whatever... I definitely like to go that route with the the fruit on the French toast for sure.
0: Nardog, surprisingly, this question has got a few people <laughs> chiming in. If you don't add cinnamon to your coffee, you're missing out. Also, my ex's mom did pancakes with lemon juice and icing sugar. Hmm. Lemon juice? Not a big citrus guy myself. Like, there's certain situations, you know, you're putting it in a a drink. Not <laughs> little, so bad. Little
1: wedge of lime.
0: Yeah, can't can't have my uh, my rye waters without it. I I like when. That gets delivered to me, and I never say it to the server or the bartender, but I say, I ordered a drink, not a fruit salad, and I throw the lime. Okay. <laughs> Heard it on King of the Hill once. <laughs> Montana to Rice says, whipped cream, strawberries, and syrup, boys. Yeah, that's classy. Like, when you go to a nice breakfast spot and uh, get the the whip and the berries, That's a, that's a treat. Maybe some chocolate chips in there. And the thing about having the fruit on there is that you can, it's like you're, in, you're mentally trying to
1: justify the amount of syrup that you also have on there maybe. Also the French toast itself not being particularly healthy even just as is. But you're like, oh, but I'm also having like a serving of
0: fruit, so it's okay. Yeah, you try to justify it to yourself, right? Uh, we have one in here from Tyler Millwoods, I believe, noted Michigan fan. Michigan insider insider I missed the fleet was super excited my boy Mark Metz uh, Mike Martz to coach again yeah he was with the Rams hey he, he had a good run I was super excited for the fleet too I thought their logo was great I thought I might buy some gear I believe they were playing at Qualcomm or SDCCU stadium before it was torn down and then it was just ripped out from beneath us That poor league. I'd latched on to, uh, I was living
1: with a bunch of friends at the time, and we, like, with the announcement of the league, and it was obviously getting going just after the Super Bowl, kind of this time of year type thing. We each picked a favorite team, and we were going to be so dedicated to it. We watched, like, the first half of the first game, and we're like, this is terrible. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Who was your team? Birmingham. The Birmingham Iron. Oh, led by Tim Lewis. Yeah. Okay. And I think, uh, wasn't Trent Richardson their running back? I believe he did go play for them. Yeah. yeah.
0: So big name, big name draw. That was quite the drop off that he had. <laughs> yeah. Luis Perez was the quarterback. I believe got the roster in front of me right now. Not, not too many names that would be familiar, but Hey, the league did its thing for a little bit. It wasn't uh wasn't overly successful. When you say a little bit, that is almost
1: generous because it didn't even last the first season.
0: <laughs>
1: Half the first
0: season. I don't think there will be, and like I'm, interested to see was it the XFL merger with the AFL yeah I I'm, I'm very intrigued to see if they can pull it off like you're never gonna compete
1: with the NFL but enough to the point that you are sustainable like because there's a hunger for football in the offseason. my personal recommendation watch the CFL <laughs> it's gonna be better than any of these um, kind of like almost gimmicky leagues no offense to the XFL. What I like about the XFL, actually, I shouldn't say that because what I like about them is that they try new things, some like new rules. That yeah. Some could, good stuff, actually. Some things that could actually make the NFL better, like certain kickoff rules. And like instead of an onside kick, you just get it like as a fourth and 20 from your own 20 yard line or something. Like stuff, stuff like that. Like they're free to experiment. The NFL can't really go quite that big without seeing it work somewhere else first. So that's a big benefit. Um, But I, man, in the summertime, I'm perfectly content watching the CFL ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'll chime in. I'll, I'll I'll see it on TV. Might might throw it down and, and see what's going on. Just looking at the league this year, in it with the combination, you got the Arlington Renegades, Houston Roughnecks, Orlando Guardians, San Antonio Brahmas, DC Defenders, Seattle Sea Dragons, Vegas Vipers, and my team, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Anthony well, Besch leading us the way. When does that league start? Great, great question. We should do an f- XFL Fantasy League. Yeah, you organize it. You get it set <laughs> up, and I'm in. We'll get our best men on it. Where's Donovan? <laughs> Where's, where is Donovan? We need him. Yeah, for sure. CFL's the way to go. I, I, and I think if you're a player, sure, may, maybe you're like the luxury of playing at home and the rules and everything like that, but it just seemed like is it? how long is it going to hang around for versus the CFL, which is, you know showing signs of longevity and I people knock the CFL, but ratings are going up. I think attendance is going to go up with the Elks this year. I think the atmosphere they're going to create with a top half of Commonwealth being closed or shut, you know, packing people in there. It's going to be awesome. So hopefully that'll continue to grow, but we'll, we'll see what the, uh, the rival league down South is able to do. Oh, the text coming in about Paul's son is from Bryce, a former JP rebel. Played against Steve in high school. Was cool. that after your time? No, no, that was before my time. Oh, really? Yeah, Steve. Steve's a little older, older than I am. Uh, he and then Jamal Buckner was a, another local guy who played at Shep. And we, we would actually watch him because he would come back, you know, when the collegiate season would end and university would be done for the year. And he just like shoot hoops at uh, at lunchtime at Chef. Shoot just un- around, un- unbelievable! It was, it was unbelievable. You watch like legit basketball players. It's just you just sit there like like with the jaw wide open, like my gosh, they are so talented. Peanut butter and syrup so from Jado. We're talking French toast here, boys. My wife puts ketchup on her French toast. It's totally weird. Sugar Sean, that is wild. Damn it guys It's too late I just finished Vanilla would have been deadly In there from Nard Dog. Yeah get the vanilla in there I don't think we're gonna have Quite enough And Jermaine Yeah Jermaine There you go Boreal Berry Buckner That's it That's it Played at uh, Richmond I do believe Anyways that'll do it for us On this show Keep those decks coming in To Low Tide He loves them one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 1440 also check out the podcast if you missed anything wherever you get your podcast from for brandon douglas i'm connor halley let's get to a sports update brought to you by Hawk beef jerky home of alberta's best beef jerky locations in the dukes bruce grove and west edmonton mall willhawkbeefjerky.com here is brandon douglas